MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Of the morning line as we get you caught up with everything that happened overnight in the world of sports. And this just in... Drew Brees is pretty good. That is correct. After he set uh, even more records in what is just a crazy, crazy career. And I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that there are still a ton of salty ass Miami Dolphin fans who watched that game last night and still can't get over the fact that Drew Brees could have been a Miami Dolphin, should have been a Miami Dolphin, except for, ooh, his shoulder. Ah, don't know. I'll tell you what. We'll go with Dante Culpepper instead. Yeah. Um, Definitely safe to say after about 8,800 passes in a career, I'm thinking the shoulder's okay, and I'm thinking Drew Brees. Uh, in about as dominant a performance as humanly possible last night, who just goes out and uh, smashes uh, uh, Peyton Manning's record, his career touchdown uh, record. He had uh, one, two, three, four, four, uh, in fact, four touchdown passes last night. He finished the night, Drew Brees, 29 of 30, and uh, which is just uh, 96.7 completion percentage. That broke Philip Rivers, who had the uh, previous mark there. And Philip Rivers, uh, yeah, he's kind of gone the other way, too, this year. He might have the worst completion percentage and the best completion percentage before it's all said and done. But Rivers uh, had a mark of 96 uh, last year. He went 28 of 29. But Breeze even took care of that, going 29 of 30, 
just unbelievable night in a thrashing, when I tell you a absolute thrashing of the Colts, 34 to 7. Now, he had four touchdowns to give him a record of 541 TDs in his career. Absolutely crazy. He tied Tom Brady with his 538th thanks to a 15-yard pass to Michael Thomas uh, early in the second quarter. And then he tied Manning's record with 539. He had a 21-yard TD touchdown to Traquan Smith midway through the second quarter before, of course, breaking it. Should have been broken prior to halftime, but no. Now, the refs decided they were going to interject themselves somehow in this beatdown and st- instead allow them to have to come back out and uh, and throw it to uh, Taysom Hill in the third quarter in order to break it. And I bring up that second quarter time running down before the half, completed touchdown pass to Traquan Smith until they threw a flag and said it was offensive pass interference, which is the biggest crock I think we've ever seen, simply because, um, yeah, nobody pushed off anybody. It was wide open. Anyway, the reason that was important is because those of you that had the first half total of 23 or 23 and a half, yeah, that touchdown would have made it 27 nothing going into halftime. And uh, would have made it rather 24 nothing going into halftime. Instead, since they wiped it off and Sean Payton allowed the clock to run down and blew 40 seconds with two timeouts and didn't bother to try to give him multiple shots to do it, uh, they kicked a field goal and went into halftime with a 20 nothing lead. Yes, instead of 24 and the over... It was 20 and the under once again showing refs. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the Saints, the Mercedes Dome and referees. I just don't get it. But the festivities should have happened heading into halftime instead having to wait until the third quarter to celebrate. But he celebrated. I mean, there was no doubt about it. Unbelievable. He set a personal record last night, too, guys. 22 consecutive completions in that game. He can actually break the NFL record of 25 consecutive next week when he starts his game against the Tennessee Titans on the road. He was 12 of 12 to Michael Thomas. I think he's earning his money. Uh, He finished with 128 yards. Uh, There is just, I mean, it doesn't get as dominant as it does with Drew Brees. I mean, at home, Totally turned it up a notch and delivered on just about every every moment, every quarter of that game. He was on a mission. He had family there, primetime game. It was unbelievable for Drew Brees, and this is what some of it sounded like. And notice, you won't hear any Indianapolis Colts highlights here because they suck. Uh, yeah. Pretty much the entire team, not just one guy, not two. No, the entire team blows. But here's let's celebrate Drew Brees for a few minutes. Brees with time to the end zone. Touchdown, Michael Thomas. Brees, history could be coming soon. Traquan Smith, Brees' second of the night. Will he get it here? Yes. Touchdown pass, 5-4-0 in the 5-0-4. 
Second and two. Let's see. 27 for 28. Does he have another? Yes. Taysom Hill. And how about another touchdown as well? Yeah, Joe Testator on the call there. Uh, one, two, three, and four. Just an incredible night uh, for him. And let us not forget, Breeze, I believe, turns 40, 41 next month. Uh, yeah, he's not getting any younger. Uh, he also broke a record for passing yards of Peyton Manning. So he's pretty much destroying everything that Peyton Manning had uh, had set. He's bypassing him right now. And, of course, the NFL stopped the game last night, had a brief little uh, little golf clap. Everyone was uh, very congratulatory. His family, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It was a uh, it was a great night. I mean, there's nothing to say other than pure domination once again by the Saints showing that they are they're ready to make a run at this thing this year. And quite honestly, see a whole lot of teams stopping them offensively anyway. All right, more on what happened last night, plus a look ahead next on The Morning Line. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The mood is right. The spirit's up. We're here tonight. I have to make a pledge never to play that uh, that clip again. So great. Uh, thank you very much. And welcome in here. It is the morning line. The grid sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. Thank you very much for joining us here as we are getting ready, guys. Bowl season coming up. That is right. Bowl season coming up. Uh, in fact, uh, Friday, get a little action. Got the Bahamas Bowl coming up. And then once that starts, it just starts. It, they come. They come hard and they come fast. And we've got 40 bowl games in total this year to break down. And some great opportunities from a betting perspective to profit during this bowl season. And we'll start diving in to some of those strategies and talk about some of those games outside of of course, the college football playoff where we are trying to uh, crown a national champion this year. LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, one of those four teams will, in fact, be your next national champion. And it's going to be fun to watch that. Some of the uh, some of the best college football played this year with those four teams. But a whole lot of other games and a whole lot of other programs that will be on showcase during bowl season. Each one of them with a very unique opportunity to profit as a sports investor. And we'll cover those for you, but we'll continue down the path of uh, last night's recap. The Saints taking on the Colts. Now, the good news for the Colts is that they don't have to worry about playing any more football than the next couple of weeks. uh, Quite honestly, because that was just horrific what we got to watch last night and what we were subjected to was some of the absolute worst football I have seen the Colts play and Frank Reich as a head coach. And we've seen the Colts be bad in the past, but this is unbelievable what we watched last night. Total ineptness on the offense. Total ineptness on the defense. The defense gave absolutely zero resistance to Drew Brees and company. And mind you, this is a defense of the Saints that lost Rankins. They lost Davenport. They've got a whole bunch of guys that are on IR. They just lost. They lost their safety. They were going in shorthanded, and yet they could not with that vaunted offensive line of the Colts, this line that they spent all those draft picks on going to get. Yeah, they could not run. They could not pass, and I am sorry. Jacoby Brissett, I don't know if it's injury-related. Maybe it's the knee. I don't know, but this guy looks like a deer caught in the headlights. The entire team looked completely 
lost. T.Y. Hilton actually played in that game last night. And, you know, they kept talking about how, oh, once we get T.Y. Hilton back, you know, it'll be a little. Yeah, no. T.Y. Hilton, they could have played that game nine times. They weren't coming anywhere close to putting points on the board. And if it wasn't for an empty netter at the end of the game, their asses should have been shut out in this game. Should have been shut out. 34 to 7 was what your final was there. 34 to 7. One of the most lopsided victories or losses, rather, for Frank Wright and the Indianapolis Colts. We have not seen this. But again, good news. You don't have to endure this kind of torture any longer, Colts fans. You were officially eliminated from the playoffs with that loss last night. So now you can breathe easy knowing that a couple of more weeks of this garbage and you'll be able to go back to watching real teams play like the Indiana Pacers, as long as we're talking about Indiana. Or... Indiana Hoosier basketball, for instance. You got a lot of things to look forward to. Not so much the. Yeah, clean. Yeah, that's a different state. Never mind that. Uh, yeah, not, never much. Uh, you're not going to have a whole lot of football to watch outside, but there's always next year. And there's a lot of questions to be answered by next year. And it starts with uh, with Craig Ballard, the uh, general manager there, and Jim Ursay and company, and Frank Wright, by the way. This team started the year 5-2, and two, guys. 5-2. and two. On October 27th, they went into that weekend with a 5-2 and two record, and then they have dropped six of their last seven since then. Now, granted, they had some injuries and have some backups, but again... To sit there and start the season five and two and then go completely in the other direction and be a just a terrible six and seven to lose six out of your last seven games is and there's talent on this team. It is not like they don't have talent. There is plenty of talent on this team. And don't forget, it's the complete opposite of what the Colts did last year when they started the season one and five, and then they won nine of their final ten games to make the playoffs. Now, granted. You had one Andrew Luck under center last year. I obviously, nobody was expecting to lose Andrew Luck and expecting all of a sudden Jacoby Brissett to come in there and be on the same level was not going to happen. I don't think the expectations were, but if you guys watched that game last night, you tell me, does Jacoby Brissett look any different than Josh Rosen? Did he look any different? last night than what we have seen some of the, uh, you know, the the Sam Darnold uh, performances of the year. I mean, terrible. Ryan Finley, he looks like he's never played in a NFL game before. Just terrible. Uh, absolutely terrible. And I can tell you this, outside, I don't, I'm still trying to figure out how they beat Kansas City and Houston. I, I still have no idea how that happened this year, but that's what happened. And T.Y. Hilton, Devin Funches, Paris Campbell, Eric Ebron. I had mentioned that all of these uh, injuries, they piled up, but there is not. They used, don't forget, Chris Ballas not only addressed the offensive line over the last couple of years, building from the inside out, which I have no problem with. That offensive line should be much better than what they are. But they also used seven of ten draft picks to build the defense here over the last couple of years. Seven of ten. and. Yeah, no. Did you see anything on the defensive side there yesterday that warranted some uh, some excitement in the future? I didn't. 
But they're going to have to figure out what to do with Jacoby Brissett. Bottom line, I don't know if maybe they can convince Andrew Luck to come back. I don't know that Andrew Luck wants to come back. Uh, but what I do know is that Chris Ballard and company gave Jacoby Brissett a three-year contract extension less than a week before the regular season started. Uh, but I don't know if he's going to be a starter next year. They're going to have to take a real look at this organization and at this team right now and decide who do they want to move forward with. 18 of 34, 165 yards. Just to put in perspective on how bad Jacoby Brissett was last night, he had the same, nearly the same amount of completions, five, as the Colts, or I'm sorry, as the Saints had punts. Same amount. I mean, that's crazy. Four times. I. It just, it's amazing to me what we were witnessing last night with how bad that Indianapolis Colts team was. He overthrowing guys, short-arming guys, one-hopping guys. Uh, there would have been, and I know those of you that were holding over tickets last night, you got to be screaming going, all right, we knew we were going to get points from the Saints. But to be shut out in the first half and to, for the most part, be shut out in the second half and having decent field position and overthrowing a whole bunch of guys, you, you had to be screaming and pulling your hair out going, you, really? You got to be kidding me. Uh, but again, no defense, lack of offense. Uh, there is congratulations to the Saints uh, for putting this game away, now traveling to Tennessee. But the Colts, they have way more questions now heading into the offseason than we thought they would just a couple of months ago. And I don't know if Jacoby Brissett is the answer. Frank Reich and, uh, and company is going to have to take a look at this team, guys, because they are awful. But like we said, Colts officially eliminated from playoff contention. New Orleans really didn't impact their seeding for the playoffs right now. They're still the number three seed. They are secured at least, at worst, the number three seed. They're tied with Seattle and Green Bay. Everybody's got an 11-3 record, but with the tiebreakers right now, they sit three. That could all change after next weekend at the upcoming schedule. And the rest of the seeding, as it stands after week 15 in the NFL, we'll do that next. The Morning Line on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So I want to remind you to find us on YouTube. Pretty simple, too. Just go to the Sports Grid Network and subscribe. That's right. Subscribe. Hit that little bell in the upper right-hand corner. Never miss an episode of any one of the shows here. All the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time. If you found it one place, it's on YouTube. It's the Sports Grid Network. Subscribe today. Also, make sure you're following us on Instagram at SportsGridTV. And if you'd like to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire, and who wouldn't? It's pretty simple. You can do so with the NBA. And you can dunk on your NBA DFS competition this year and do it with the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. Simply dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. You can compete with the pros using that DailyRoto.com Optimizer because, well, it's the most accurate projections available in the NBA DFS. Plus, you get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and so much more. Now, save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice. Use the promo code DUNK. That's dailyroto.com forward slash DUNK to learn more. Dailyroto.com forward slash DUNK. And keep in mind that dailyroto.com, it's where millionaires are made. So like we told you uh, just before there, Saints uh, continue to roll here. They go into the week 16 That is right, week 16 here of the NFL season, still secured with that number three spot 
And again, nothing really changed for them last night. They still uh, sit behind the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers with an 11-3 record. Uh, the Seahawks have the tiebreakers on the side with two games remaining, making them, of course, the number one seed for now. But the Saints finish the year up on the road in Tennessee next week. Huge game for Tennessee and Ryan Tannehill. And then they'll finish up with uh, the Carolina Panthers, who are now talking about starting Will Greer. That's right. That's right. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Venmo uh, Bryan in there is uh, excited to get a little uh, West Virginia alum under center to see what he's got. Third round draft pick for the Carolina Panthers, who have decided that maybe, maybe they should stop watching Kyle Allen throw the ball to the other team. Another three interceptions last week, and pretty much securing the Carolina Panthers' fate against Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. So. The problem with the New Orleans Saints is the fact that they are hurt by that 8-3 and three record they have in NFC games. Both the Seahawks and the Packers have 8-2 and two records in conference games. So that's the one thing holding them back right now. But again, that could all change over the next couple of weeks. But I think it's, I think it's safe to say we pretty much know, outside of the NFC East, who the teams are in the NFC period with the Saints, the Seahawks, the 49ers, Packers, the Vikings. And it's just a matter of whether the Cowboys or the Eagles will do it. Now, while the Rams are not mathematically eliminated, can can we talk? Yeah, it's over. It's over for the Rams. It's nice. It was fun while it lasted. But, you yeah, know, the Super Bowl curse is alive. It is well. So congratulations. To the Rams on doing exactly what many of us bet on you to do, and including a uh, one person that's holding a ticket that said under 10 wins this year. And we'll be rooting for that and cashing it rather quickly. As far as the AFC goes, Ravens, Patriots, Chiefs, Bills, Texans. Now it's just a matter of figuring out what is Tennessee and what is Pittsburgh going to do. And uh, it's going to be some sort of combination of uh, of that, whether Tennessee can overtake Pittsburgh right now. Pittsburgh has the Jets this week. And then they finish up with the Ravens, who in all likelihood will have absolutely less than zero interest in doing anything in Week 17 that would jeopardize Lamar Jackson or any one of their starters. I would think that that game means probably less than uh, less than anything to the Ravens at that point, who are probably going to have the number one seed locked up when it is all said and done. Now that game last night, thirty-four to seven, cashing one of the easiest wins of the year for the public. More than two-thirds of the bets laid the nine or ten points there. If you had, it was at eight. Then it reached 10. It closed somewhere between eight and a half and nine in a lot of books last night. And of course, uh, that was easy money for the public. And again, like we told you and what we've been saying, it's not like the public always loses. And while it's uh, always been profitable in the long run to fade the public, uh, they won last night rather easily. And for those that went contrarian and uh, wanted to take the under, well, congratulations, you cashed that. Uh, that opened up at 45 and a half. It was bet all the way up to 49 and a half at kickoff. 49 and a half. And I'll say this again, just for those of you that might be joining us. The value in totals 
has to be taken advantage of earlier in the week. There has to be an understanding of what it is that you are looking at for an expectation of total. Because if you're waiting till last minute to bet totals in a game, you've already missed the number. There, you've It's already come. It's already gone. The value in totals is often found early in the week. And why is that? Because simply situations like this, you had a game that's opened up at 45 and a half, which was about right, which was about right given the outcome uh, last night. But that game was bet all the way up to 49 and a half. The amount of money, in fact, nine out of 10 bets took the over in that game, pushed it all the way up. So any value in the total last night went right out the window. If, especially if you were taking or you were planning on going to the over because everybody went for the over 9 and 10. However, if you were going to brave it and you were going to go, you know what, let me take the under in this one, let me go contrarian, uh, you'd have been on an island because there weren't a whole lot of people doing that, either first half or, in fact, I saw the first half line go from 23 to 25. It was 24 and a half to 25 in the first half. So... There was a lot of bets coming in expecting a shootout last night. And quite honestly, it wasn't like the Saints didn't participate. They put up 34 points. It was just how inept Indy was is a head scratcher, an absolute head scratcher on how terrible they truly were on both sides of the ball, but especially not being able to generate any offense with T.Y. Hilton, that offensive line, and Mack, and taking on a Saints team that, quite honestly, was decimated there on that front line, on that front defensive line, uh, losing Sheldon Rankins, losing Marcus Davenport, opportunities to be able to get, uh, you know, ground yards there was just nowhere to be found last night. And unfortunately, under betters, primetime game again, something we've been screaming at all year long, right? First half unders, full game unders, primetime games, Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Cashed again there, and it's uh, unbelievable how crazy that has been. Primetime unders this year, now 29-17. and 17. That is 63% on the season. 63% on the season. And, uh, you know, Drew Brees, 29-30, 307, four touchdowns, breaking every record along the way. 541 now passes he has. He passed uh, Peyton Manning, breaking that all-time record. And he'll continue to move on with those touchdowns as the season progresses and he and the Saints move on towards a Super Bowl championship. Now, week 16 is now where we need to focus our attention. Thursday night football is over. So there is no more during the week uh, football here for the remainder of the year. We do have, however, three Saturday NFL games on tap. Now, historically... Saturday, December games have had a tremendous, and I mean tremendous, edge to the road teams. And what do I mean by that? Well, the numbers bear mentioning. Since 2003, Saturday road teams in the NFL have gone 46 and 29 against the number. That's 62%, guys. Road favorites have gone 20. 10 and 2 against the number, 67%. Road dogs have gone 26 and 19 against the number, 
58%. So when you put that all together, what games are we actually talking about here that fit that? Well, there's three on Saturday, every one of them. Texans laying two and a half at the Bucks, the Bills getting six and a half at the Patriots, and the Rams getting six and a half at the 49ers. So keep an eye on that, and we'll talk more about these games uh, moving forward and see if there's any opportunities uh, for you guys to get a little early betting on and jump on some of these uh, matchups uh, quickly uh, before the lines get to them. And again, I'm going to tell you this. The NFL season right now, because there's no more college football and people haven't really transferred over to the NBA or college hoops yet, you're going to start seeing an awful lot of recreational money hitting these games across the board, especially in the bowl games and especially this time of year in the NFL. Uh, So if you see a number, you like a number, you bet a number. And that's really how you have to approach it now because the market, it's going to shift. There's going to be a lot more recreational dollars influencing what happens with the market than what we have seen earlier this year with so much attention being able to go all over the place. You think about it when the NFL season started, you had still had the World Series, you had Major League Baseball playoffs, you had a whole lot going on. And right now, uh, you are going to start seeing, especially uh, the recreational dollars of players who, eh, you know, I bet a couple of games here and there. But now that it's crunch time, And now that all of these games mean something, we're going to start to see an awful lot of people start betting dollars that may not have bet an awful lot throughout the season. You'll see it in the college games, and you'll see it at the end of this year in the NFL games. And we'll talk about some of those dollars and where they're going. We'll do that coming up next year. Morning Line on the grid. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We saw Josh really at a really high level the whole time he was here. Uh, the, the work ethic he brought was one, but his, uh, just getting along with people and, and being good to work with and, and to talk to and all that and deal with on a regular basis, he was really, he was great. And so uh, we were not aware, you know, that, that there was anything that, to be concerned about other than, you know, the history and which we knew about. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, that, of course, Pete Carroll, the Seattle Seahawks coach, Talking about the once again suspended wide receiver, Josh Gordon, suspended indefinitely for violating the NFL's policy on performance enhancing substances and substances of abuse. And of course, uh, marijuana being the number one choice for uh, Josh Gordon there over the years. No word on what the uh, what the performance enhancing substances is, but uh to clear the air and understand what's going on here, the history of Josh Gordon, this is now the fifth time uh, that he has been suspended by the league for substance abuse. Uh, I'm sorry, six times since 2013, uh, the fifth uh, for some form of substance abuse. Uh, this is, it's a sad story. And as you can imagine, you can hear it in Pete Carroll's voice, very upset, very dejected because... Listen, Gordon was going to be a big part of what they were doing. Uh, he had been working very hard, released from the New England Patriots. And again, a lot of people were shaking their head going, why in the world would you be releasing Josh Gordon when you have no deep threat? Like, what are you doing? Like, what is going on in New England? Well, unless New England knew something, nobody else did. And again, Pete Carroll and company picked up Josh Gordon there. Happens to be friends with Russell Wilson. I'm sure Russell Wilson stamped uh, the approval there, wanted to get Josh Gordon to Seattle. And unfortunately now this, um, here we go. It's uh, all over again now with, I'm sure we'll hear more as it comes out. But at this point, I don't know that we will see Josh Gordon in an NFL game ever again at this point uh, for the fifth time 
being uh, subjected to uh, to a suspension for failing a drug test. Unbelievable. Uh, also, a news of notes there in the uh, NFL, Janoris Jenkins, the embattled uh, former Ram, former New York Giant, who wouldn't apologize for uh, for derogatory comments made on his Twitter page, released by the Giants just a uh, couple of uh, days ago, the, within the past week. He is now, and boy, isn't it funny how things work. Janoris Jenkins is going from a three-win New York Giant team to now an 11-win NFC South title possible Super Bowl champion in the New Orleans Saints, who claimed him off of waivers. Uh, he wasn't with the team last night, but starting today, Janoris Jenkins will be a New Orleans Saints. And yes, so the Giants waived Jenkins on Friday. Yeah, two days after we told you, of course, that he made those derogatory comments on Twitter towards a fan, wouldn't apologize, and the 31-year-old basically was released by Pat Shermer and company there, the Giants saying, we're going to move on. Uh, he was not happy there to begin with. He responded by going, thank goodness, I can't wait. So he wanted out of New York, and it's amazing where he lands. He lands on his feet, and he lands with the New Orleans Saints, who can always use some help in that secondary right now. Although you wouldn't know it last night, watching Jacoby Brissett try and carve him up. Uh, boy, that was not good there. Uh, but he is going to be a New Orleans Saints, so the rich get a little bit richer. Kansas City also went ahead and signed uh, Terrell Suggs, claimed him off for waivers as he was granted his release from the Arizona Cardinals over the weekend. Suggs, uh, 37 years old. Let's face it, do we really need to tell you about the career of Terrell Suggs? Now, interesting note here about Terrell Suggs. He made the comment that he would not report to any team other than the Ravens. His former team, of course, very comfortable there. His relationship with Harbaugh and company, it's well documented. He wants to go to the Ravens. And, uh, you know, not to mention they also are number one seed in the AFC. But. The Ravens didn't claim him. Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs claimed him. So now the question is, will he report? Uh, it's not like he's going to the Jets or the Giants. He was claimed by Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. So it'll be interesting to see what Suggs does here. Will he report? Was it really just being about a contender? Did he just was he saying the Ravens because it was easy and he just wanted to contend or uh, is he serious here? Is he just not going? He wants to be in Baltimore, and that's the end of it. But we'll see. He's got an opportunity to join one of the most improved defenses in the National Football League in the second half of the season, that being the Kansas City Chiefs, who have done a really good job turning it around in the second half. Uh, and now, of course, he'll join guys like uh, you know Frank Clark there on the inside getting ready to uh, they need edge rushing is what they need. They need somebody to be able to get to the quarterback, and nobody's done a better job of that in his career than Terrell Suggs. So we'll see. Added giving uh, Andy Reid a little bit of depth there on the defense and Steve Spagnuolo. It'll be interesting to see what he does, but keep in mind, he made it known he did not want to report to anybody but the Baltimore Ravens. Don't know if that's going to hold true. But we did tell you, of course, get ready. You've got 
Three Saturday games here this uh, this week. No more Thursday night football. Three NFL Saturday games. You got your slate of Sunday. Week 16 is upon us. Also, tonight, you've got six NBA games, 11 NHL games, 30 college basketball games, all which, of course, present opportunities to be able to profit. And that's exactly what we do here on The Grid, give you an opportunity to be able to profit. But I will say that this slate of games this week is seeing a lot of money hit the markets especially in the NFL Week 16, and I don't think we have to look much further, and this should surprise nobody, that the biggest action right now, the biggest movements that we are seeing money handle across the board, the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, seem to be getting the most attention, especially from professional bettors. And why do we know this? Well, of all the Week 16 games, can we not admit this one's got the biggest one on the line, uh, has the biggest got the biggest repercussions right here the nfc east rivals uh both are seven and seven the winner of this game in all likelihood going to the playoffs because they will have won the nfc east dallas snapped that three game skid there with that uh, blowout win over the rams at home 44 to 21 they were a one-point dog in that game by the way they are now eight and six against the number here plus 90 point differential they average 27 points per game on offense Giving up only 20 points on defense. And the Eagles, who we continue to leave for dead, many people continue to leave uh, for dead here. They've won two in a row. They beat the Redskins 37-27 to in a miraculous cover there. I know Redskins fans are uh, still trying to, uh, Redskins backers, rather, still trying to recover from that. Uh, but they, uh, they covered six and a half, epic fashion on that last second fumble. By uh, by Dwayne Haskins, there ran it into the end zone, scoop and score. Now Philadelphia five and nine on the year, not exactly been a very profitable team to get behind. They are plus six in point differential, devastated by injuries all year long, averaging twenty four points per game on offense, giving up twenty three points per game on defense. These two teams already met back in October. Dallas blew out Philadelphia thirty seven to ten. They were a three-point favorite. Now, the game opened up. Game is in Philly, and it opened up with Dallas as a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. I can't tell you how much recency bias is playing a role right now in what some of this early line movement is that we're seeing. Uh, The public seems to be loading up on the Cowboys, who... Let's face it, blew out the Rams, a Rams team who was supposed to be rounding into form and they looked really good doing it. With Right now, I'm seeing more than three out of four bets laying the points with the Cowboys. I've seen it tick up to three in a lot of places right now, in a lot of books. I've seen it back down now to two and a half. So what are we looking at? Well, we're looking at contrarian betting. Let's consider this. Philadelphia certainly has the opportunity to help people profit if you're going to go contrarian as a home divisional dog. And that's what we're looking at here. The Philadelphia Eagles would be a home divisional dog in this matchup. There is plenty of value in backing that spot right now. They've also, big money seems to have been coming in on the under thus far in this game, dropping the total from 47 and a half where it opened. We're looking at about 46 and a half, 46 in some places. What can we say? 
December, divisional unders so far this year, 10 and 5, 67% on the season, 57% in total since 2003. Wind, not going to be a factor. Weather, not going to be a factor. The forecast calls for temperatures in the low 40s, not a whole lot of wind, not a whole lot to worry about there. The over, however, in the Cowboys season, 9 and 5, so far anyway this year. Uh, the uh, the total 7 and 7 thus far in the Eagles game. So we are starting to see a whole lot of bets loading up on the Cowboys, but it does seem like the total is where a lot of people are focusing their attention on, at least some of the bigger money bets dropping that down from 47.5 to 46.5, 46. So keep an eye on that. We'll go through some of these other games, including Green Bay, Minnesota, and Pittsburgh and the Jets. These are some of the more heavily bet games right now early on as we take a look at Week 16 in the NFL season. Get ready for that. Plus, coming up uh, next hour here on the grid, we've got... Got time to make it rain for you. We told you a whole lot of games going on, uh, not only in the NBA, NHL, and college basketball tonight, but getting ready for bowl season. We'll dive into some of those as well. But we also want to talk about some trends coming up uh, that uh, that will be available to you this week. And if you are a trend better or if you have never bet on trends, Got a whole lot of information you're going to need, and we'll lay that out for you coming up on Make It Rain next hour. And I'll give you a hint. It's a couple of games right now that you may want to take a look at early. How about the Texans, guys? The Houston Texans taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Texans opened up as a two-point favorite here, guys. Two points and they will be at full strength. Will Fuller should be ready to go. Um, he was uh, Kenny Stills also uh, available here for the first time. I do believe the Houston Texans, their injury report looks pretty clean. Big win for them last week. And it looks like Chris Godwin will join Mike Evans on the sidelines for this game this week. That report coming out here. Uh, so... Godwin, I think many people will tell you, is probably a bigger loss than Mike Evans at this point in the season. So, Jameis Winston, it's one thing to lose Evans and have Godwin. When you lose Godwin and Evans, that's a bit of a problem. Weapons will not be uh, plentiful for Jameis Winston and Tampa Bay Bucks. So, I would say... There might be an opportunity to hop on the Texans when that number gets any uh, any crazier. He has uh, Winston, by the way, very profitable as an underdog. Uh, he's just three and five against the spread as an underdog this season, but as an underdog in his career covering the number. So we'll go more into detail as the week progresses here with these games. First, we'll look to make it rain tonight for you. That's coming up next here on the grid. It is sportsgrid.com. Good luck. We'll talk tomorrow. DailyRoto.com. 
Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I overslept. Look, I need your help. Here's what you missed on the morning line. Go! Chris Ballas not only addressed the offensive line over the last couple of years, building from the inside out, which I have no problem with. That offensive line should be much better than what they are. But they also used 7 of 10 draft picks to build the defense here over the last couple of years. 7 of 10. And... Yet now, did you see anything on the defensive side there yesterday that warranted some uh, some excitement in the future? I didn't. But they're going to have to figure out what to do with Jacoby Brissett. Bottom line, I don't know if maybe they can convince Andrew Luck to come back. 
I don't know that Andrew Luck wants to come back. Uh, but what I do know is that Chris Ballard and company gave Jacoby Brissett a three-year contract extension less than a week before the regular season started. Uh, but I don't know if he's going to be a starter next year. They're going to have to take a real look at this organization and at this team right now and decide who do they want to move forward with. 18 of 34, 165 yards. Just to put in perspective on how bad Jacoby Brissett was last night, he had the same, nearly the same amount of completions, five, as the Colts, or I'm sorry, as the Saints had punts. Same amount. I mean, that's crazy. Four times. I it just it's amazing to me what we were witnessing last night with how bad that Indianapolis Colts team was. He overthrowing guys, short arming guys, one hopping guys. Uh, there would have been, and I know those of you that were holding over tickets last night, you got to be screaming, going, "All right, we knew we were going to get points from the Saints, but to be shut out in the first half and to, for the most part, be shut out in the second half." And having decent field position and overthrowing a whole bunch of guys, you, you had to be screaming and pulling your hair out going, you, really? You got to be kidding me. Uh, but again, no defense, lack of offense. Uh, there is congratulations to the Saints uh, for putting this game away, now traveling to Tennessee. But the Colts, they have way more questions now heading into the offseason than we thought they would just a couple of months ago. And I don't know if Jacoby Brissett is the answer. Frank Reich and, uh, and company is going to have to take a look at this team, guys, because they are awful. But like we said, Colts officially eliminated from playoff contention. New Orleans really didn't impact their seeding for the playoffs right now. They're still the number three seed. They are secured at least at worst the number three seed. They're tied with Seattle and Green Bay. Everybody's got an 11-3 record, but with the tiebreakers right now, they sit three. That could all change after next weekend. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.